<laughs> I'm, over, I'm over here trying to figure out who's going to do the intro <laughs> right when he's tapping to start the recording. You can tell we're professionals. And yeah, we, we know are exactly what we're doing. We, to- we like totally know what we're doing, right? Absolutely. Yeah, like, oh totally. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, no. Um,. <laughs> This is the first official episode of On Beat Boop. I am A Slaughter. And I am Sade underscore no shade, but really all the shade. All the shade. And I'm hot under this wig I'm wearing right now. But it's fabulous. Fire. Thank you. I mean, he probably is on fire with the heat and everything because we've also been sipping mimosas, but she he looks very very good and i cannot wait for this to be debuted (laughs) oh i can't wait for it either i cannot wait it'll be cooler by the time i debut this week because right now my scalp is saying take this shit off but i'm like no because i'm fabulous right now exactly yeah this is on beep boop we finally decided not to procrastinate long enough to do this i mean and it also helps that i live in the area now because your girl was like 38 minutes yeah you you live like 50 11 miles away from where we are at now exactly so glad to glad to finally get this done and get this stored yes get it going on and popping especially Ah. before your girl (laughs) dip out on uh this ghetto ass country hello Mm. goodbye Mm. Mm. take me with you let's go listen if i could really convince this nigga to come with me y'all don't you think i would Uh, we would have a flat together oh that would be great but it's the plane ralph it's the plane ride for me but see you'd only have to do it once and then once you're over there like it's so much easier to travel from over there listen Bitch, we'll just give you a sleeping pill and let you sleep because you right. Especially if you fly like Lufthansa or something you where right. they're crafted, their aircrafts are designed to travel international and their rides are smoother. Mm-hmm. They have sleeping pods type situation and it's not overly expensive. So like when your flight attendant says go to sleep, you go to sleep. Oh, you mm, you and tell them say give me a countdown so I can like pop my Benny or Melly or whoever. Listen, you have to tell me twice go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> Good night. night. Listen, I'm out. Listen, especially if you bring your little sleep pod. Oh, <laughs> your right. Little sleep G- girl. That that invention is everything. Everything. I need to try that, but see, I go to the bathroom too much for that. Listen, y'all. I'm a real bitch. I'm <laughs> not gonna. I'm not even gonna front. I am young and old person's body, and it's just the way it is. Same. Same. I'm in in my head. I am much older than I am. Exactly. Physically, even though you know I look like I'm 17. Yeah. But. A no, I look old. like I'm in my thirties now, but that's also because I'm. No, you don't. I don't. No, you don't. Okay, I'll take that. How long? You know, it doesn't crack unless you smoke it. That part. Listen. <laughs> so. Okay, can I tell y'all a story? Absolutely. Okay, story time. Let me sip a uh, mimosa. Go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. Get your mimosa, boo. That's good ass mimosa, y'all. Listen. A peach mimosa. One thing this child know how to do is cook a good vegan meal. Or yep. vegan adjacent meal because yep. you know, sour cream and the cheese wasn't vegan, but that's okay. It wasn't, but it hey. don't have to be because we're not really vegan. Pete ain't gonna knock down my door anytime soon, and if they do, bitch, what be- bills you pay here? Right, huh? you, you better be fine. I mean, at this point, <laughs> I'm like, let me ride it, and then you gotta go. Anyways, oh, sorry, I do that to him all the time, and he knows how to make an, an alcoholic beverage. Hello, all right, sorry, Cardi B, but you're my inspiration, girl. Mine too. All right, story time. So, 
just let me preface this by saying this story that you are about to hear is full of caucastic audacity foolishness <laughs> and caucasian treachery please be advised mm. All advisory right. warning yes at this point <laughs> so your girl gets invited to all these little kid birthday parties why people want my ass to come to a, a child's birthday party knowing i don't even want kids i don't mind the kids because you know i've been in a, a gay as i like to call it hello yeah mm. gay anies in the building mm-hmm. since i was six i still don't fool with kids like that on purpose hello right so i get invited to two different birthday parties on the same day and they're both for a little you know white children First one I get to is from a really good friend. She's, you know, I reconnected with her recently. She's going through some things. And so one of her little step babies is a precious little boy who we believe is on the spectrum, the autism spectrum. So, mm-hmm. hey, shout out to our autistic friends. We love you. Yes, we love you. We really do. And we respect you. Yes. Always. Absolutely. So anyways, um, <laughs> so he invited me himself. He was like, I want her to come to my birthday party. And I said, of course, baby, you got it. So I show up. Oh, let me tell you. Mm-mm. So it was held in a park. And. Oh, I didn't know it was outside. Yes, child. Oh, I, yeah. Ugh. I hadn't had a chance to really update you. Because, I mean, it was a lot going on. I was going nonstop that entire day. And then wow. I, like, recovered the next day. But uh-huh. anyways. So, yeah, Saturday. <laughs> this is one, one to three. And, of course, I was an hour late. Because I'm like, you either let me come an hour late or I'm not coming at all. Because I have other plans that, that were part. set for this day. They were late themselves, apparently. So, I wasn't that late, apparently. Right. So, anyhow. <laughs> I get there outside. I'm like, okay, I see all these little white kids. Well, the dad's family is there. And they some... Tr- Mm. are they trailer trash basically but this is the one that i told you that the mom is like native and she was treated as like the house nigga growing up oh yeah 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 Yeah. so they i actually got to meet them they all definitely well they smoke cigarettes but they obviously smoked other stuff too because their teeth were rotting out of their mouths and they smell like cigarettes and they got meth teeth yes especially the sister and then the sister i mean shout out to you know body positivity and loving yourself no matter what but at a kid's party why are you wearing drawers and see-through pants like the pants with holes because they're originally swimsuit covers why are you wearing that to a seven-year-old's birthday party though what and it's not even a pool party Uh uh-uh she wore like a tank top bikini drawers or whatever i don't even know so i didn't know they hired spongebob at this party (laughs) she was built like anyway kind of like him too honestly now that oh, you say that oh that's what she reminded me of i was wow. trying to place it thank you you helped me oh you're welcome and so listen i am all for accepting people where they are excuse me bitch is thirsty but i'm not a thirsty hoe let's mm. get that right mm. anywho so we get there and you know it's just all kinds of interesting and then um the friend of mine who this is like i said her stepkids there's not her birth children but she raises them right her dad was there like her parents were there her sisters were there all this other stuff and so i was talking to her dad and i don't remember what i said but i was like i said well you know because i'm black and he's like you're black he did that whole oh you're black oh lord oh you know i'm colorblind i'm actually colorblind for real and then i was like stop it stop 
And I just quickly pulled out some facts for him and shut that shit down and Colin, he did not make the comment. Really? He in the twenty first century? Listen. At the at this point, after twenty twenty, no one has an excuse anymore. I really hate that whole, oh, I don't see color and it's like you should. You're the only one because we're still very negatively yeah, impacted. Yeah, you should absolutely see color, not in a negative way, but in order for you to understand where everybody is coming from when it comes to their unique, I guess you can say, their unique troubles, you have to see things for what it is. And if you come at us talking about, oh, we love you and we don't see color, then you're pretty much denying anything that we have experienced in our lives. Yep. So that whole, oh, I'm colorblind, girl, go away. Please and thank you. Because... What I'm all not... 400 pounds of you please kindly exit stage left and you have the audacity to be and these are also people that co- recover from covid but we're not gonna talk about that oh mm. 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 well i think they're vaccinated so you oh. know what that's like oh yes i do mm. i do because the people don't wait until you get covid to and talk damn near about, die from it right to talk about oh this shit sucks i should i should have actually been careful and wore a mask got a vaccine like really did you hear that the um the most prominent member of QAnon died from covid really yeah shocker yeah the the very person that said covid was a hoax COVID, <laughs> and the vaccine oh that it, it, either it doesn't work or there's some conspiracy theory about how it tracks you even though you know i i you use a cell phone and you're worried about a vaccine tracking you okay but yeah he recently he or she i don't know they this person they died from covid complications of covid so it's awfully fascinating how y'all the biggest non-believers yeah it's it's always the biggest non-believers that when it finally catches up with you then you want to take it seriously but that's usually how that goes i mean it's that very reason that has left them susceptible mm-hmm. to whatever the thing is that they're denying it's factual oh like clearly racism. displayed evidence like racism <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh my god i didn't think racism was that serious until i saw 2020 get, yeah so I saw people get killed and I had no choice but to watch because let's be real it started being filmed what like as early as 2010 2011 I, I will say the advent of smartphones having cameras really helped with mm-hmm. actually seeing the racist bullshit yeah because it was very difficult to convince people who have never seen racism that it actually happened it was very difficult before the advent of of smartphone cameras Mm -hmm. but you know as much as i don't care for the iphone if it really if it was not for the release of the iphone and then the advancements in the camera sector Mm -hmm. in phones if it wasn't for that then we wouldn't actually see that oh this is this is a thing and it's widespread and it's very widespread and because there is evidence of it happening then it's really hard to deny it but of course, people are still going to deny it. They're going to try it. But they're going to try and deny. So it is what it is. But yeah, uh, just this whole thing about seeing it on camera. And then now you want to believe people 
is super annoying to me because it's completely asinine. <laughs> I know even though we have our separate circles of white friends, the experience is absolutely the same. Every it's the same time. because almost burped up. Oh, okay. There Real you go. Cute. Well, Real cute. No, I actually like that. That was a good one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. There's Y'all, prob- he was cute doing it too. There's more in the pipeline. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so it, it's, an experience where if we talk about racism odds are there's going to be that one person that trivializes it at least one yeah there's usually more but it's a minimum there's at least one person that trivializes it and tries to make light of racism and let's let's clarify that's typically when you're talking to non-people of color aka right right or one with the coon chip activated mm-hmm. but mostly mostly typically it's, but not always. it's it's always that one person that's like for example there's one in my circle that if but this was pre-george floyd mm-hmm. that if anything regarding white privilege would come up he would make a joke about it like oh well it must be that white privilege am i right tony and i look at them like that's not a joke but okay right you do you boo and then that same person after George Floyd. Yeah, because we really have to we really have to correlate the timeline pre George yeah. Floyd and post. It, it, honestly, the pandemic brought a lot of things to light because you hoes had to stay home and actually pay attention and to the actually show. look at you yeah actually look at years, things okay. the way we see it. And when you saw that man on the ground ne- being kneeled on for almost eight minutes and you see him you basically see the life drain out of him as he's calling for his mother yeah so you see that and now all of a sudden you want to go to protests and then you want to be available for white people or for black people really you now you want to be available now there's an urgency to show up and fight back and y'all were really on some rent shit right Right. then and there right so let's just get this out of the way because this probably is going to be this episode is probably going to be us ranting about stupidity in general not just from white people let's just be real they're the they're usually the the, it's at their hands usually like you guys not all but you know most white people typically are the reason why we have generational trauma Mm. this is where we've inherited it from because mm-hmm. of slavery mm-hmm. so everything it, can be directly tied back yeah to ev- that. everything because it's all about your greed and uh, your ancestors yeah. greed yeah you benefit from that greed. yeah so the thing about 2020 is and this was going to be one of our episodes about roasting 2020 yeah. but you know the pandemic did stall a lot of things for us mm-hmm. but it's really the humanity that we've paid attention to in 2020 because you know uh uh-uh, not her well she's part of it a tatiana jefferson mm-hmm. but that was in 2019 but um it was i cannot think of her name brianna taylor brianna taylor thank you i mean and y'all it's not that he doesn't care enough to remember it's that ha- there has it's been so, so many, many names it's so and many they're continuing to come out so unfortunately yeah if we don't write a note down or pull up the long and I mean very long and being still added to to this day list, mm-hmm. we can't always immediately think of their name nope. right off the top of our head. Doesn't mean we're not familiar with their story. Yeah, it's a sea of black names, and it's even before the pandemic because there's 
uh mike brown which really no not mike brown sorry uh who was the guy before that in florida philando castillo no uh-uh. in florida um because it was eric garner right uh, well no. he's part of it that was what, in was new he? york oh that was in new york Trayvon Martin, that's his name. That's Trayvon right, Martin. He was in Miami Dade County, right? Yeah, that was okay. in Miami because of an overzealous George Zimmerman thinking that he was White a criminal, man. Mexican, Hispanic. They still have to classify themselves as white. Facts, but you know, see that may be an episode in the future, y'all, where we talk yeah. about that history. Yeah, yeah go ahead. But Trayvon Martin really kicked everywhere. kicked it off, and mm-hmm. then uh, Mike Brown push this whole thing forward but there are so many names and it it's interesting that people wait until they saw the george floyd video years later that then they want to reach out to their black friends to say oh my god are you okay if you ever need to talk let us know no Bitch, we've been I've trying been to, talk to, to talk we've already talked to you guys about what's going on with the black community but rather than sit and listen you guys either hit us with but there's a but to it you try to justify the injustice Mm -hmm. or if you get uncomfortable which this is something that we have experienced that we would talk about it and because of the discomfort you want to talk about something else which what if you want to know what's going on with us as a community and get closer to us because we are not the same absolutely not the same rather than say okay i'm here i'll listen oh let's talk about something else because you know this is a heavy topic really really it's heavy it is okay Okay. this is this is a promised trouble that we have been dealing with for forever and it's partly it's honestly in part due to you never wanting to talk about it to be held accountable for it right Mm -hmm. isn't that what you said earlier yeah um to address it so that you can then change it right and i mean change it to where it's not a thing anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's real easy for you to say because you can just literally walk away from this topic never think about it again and it more than likely will never affect you again. not at all not in the same way you guys can well most of you guys that are not typically bothered by racism except for that blip in 2020, you can easily say, oh, I'm tired of this and then walk away and then not have to surround yourself with that anymore. We don't have that luxury. Never have. And I understand that I am light skinned and I know part of my light skin privilege, but I'm still black at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Don't let this wig fool you. Okay. So yeah, I don't, I I don't, I don't understand. (laughs) And you know, with the whole stuff with 2020, and people waiting until they saw a whole black man die on the internet want to call their black people and say hey are you okay because i had one that called me from the protest in in the city that i live in Mm. and you know it wasn't really a big deal to me because it never affected me but you know after i saw george floyd died i the tears actually flowed from my eyes it's like cool so you waited until the 1000th black man that died at the hands of that we know about right true <laughs> that had true. media attention of there course there's more because we not. cannot forget about Ahmaud Aubrey who died from jogging yeah and then there's Tamir Rice who died from having a toy gun at because our black kids are not apparently not allowed to have yeah, toy guns. yeah. but 
yeah these little white kids can come out oh, here yeah. with fake ass ar-15s and, and shit. then they want to play cowboys and i'm not gonna say that word because it's offensive it's, yeah but they can play cops and robbers mm. but if we are if we have a gun that's fake then it's automatically may god help us threat. what are you doing with that gun it's fake sis calm down but well still let me see your hands put it around step away and and i'm gonna just interrupt just for a moment i have a friend oh, who was she was suicidal uh-huh. um back in 2019 and her husband has a gun and so um she got drunk and was going through something and so she mentioned to her husband that she was gonna you know kill herself and have the gun in her hand ready to go and (laughs) anyways uh oh well whatever i just gendered this person i'm sorry y'all but whatever so i mean you didn't say you didn't say the name i didn't it's okay i didn't but we we were gonna try not to say specific names because if we do (laughs) this podcast will be released right Um, (laughs) but if if you listen to this and you know that we're talking about you well i mean we're not responsible for your conviction so go ahead hello i mean at this point it's a testimony for this friend amen anywho so she you know basically had the plan and was about ready to execute it so her husband he was out of town he was freaking out so he called the police and they came and it was a whirlwind of events but they made her come outside and they kept giving her conflicting instructions that could have gotten her shot because she's part brown she's um mixed and so um she doesn't she can't fully pass as white. She at least looks Latinx, but she's not half that. Like she might be tan looking, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. But you can very much tell there are other ethnicities at play there. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, put your hands above your head, but then pull your pants waist up um, at the same time, but keep your hands up. Like they kept telling her back and forth. And she's like, what do you want me to do? Like she don't have telekinesis. She can't just pull her head, her pants up by her mind. Like exactly, what the fuck? and that's basically what they were expecting her to do. And of course, they're all surrounding her with their weapons pointed at her. And and yes, I understand the irony of that she was just about to blow her brains out. But it's different when you do it in, on your own as opposed to you right. had a bunch of random ass strangers threatening to do the same thing to you. That and don't so make no sense. That was a very traumatic experience. But that's that's the things that we deal with though. It's like you get conflicting information and where they may have given her and even though she's not completely white, um she's still white enough, white adjacent enough that yeah. they gave her the benefit of the doubt before yeah. just pulling the trigger for right. her not following instructions. Right. But let it have been a black or brown or indigenous person and we would have been shot already. It just yeah. Uh, oh and let's not forget about um sean his name was short for Deshaun or Krishan or something was his was the, right between george floyd and i think brianna yes, taylor he was the trans cycle. man that died and that got killed at the hands of police right was that the trans no man? that was tony right that was tony mcdade you're yes. right no, I'm talking about Sean Robertson, Robinson. He was the one where the police were yes. like, oh, bitch, it's going to be a closed casket That's now, the homie. One. Yep. Yeah, that unfortunately yep. got glossed over because he did. recorded himself on Facebook Live. Yeah. I, yeah. Once yeah. he realized he was being, and he's also, um, he was a service person too in our, these here ghetto ass United States, but our military. Yeah. Our, yeah. Yeah. It it just it just amazes me he how in his uniform, I think. Yeah, yeah he was from the base. He was in his uniform mm-hmm. and it, it just amazes me how 
everybody who isn't black waited until last year for a very short time mind you very, because very I, short. because you know the timelines were filled with By about october yeah no, september to october people are like oh what happened again Everybody yeah yeah mm-hmm. the the timeline started whites. right timeline started started going back to normal months after everybody's like oh my god what happened to george floyd was just awful mind you we all still in this damn pandemic but you know we oh, were still in the house then too but what's a panda mic is that a dj right um so it, it just amazes me how all of this happened and of course dealing with the white people in my life who reached out asking me nonsensical questions like are you okay no i mean if i may be selfish all of this happened during our birthday month yeah it absolutely did and i could not fully enjoy my birthday because of the bullshit yeah on top of the fact that we were in a ponderosa Uh, right we're in a whole pocket pussy and everybody's acting a fool and people are calling us say are you okay if you ever need to talk let us know and then to hear the things that i didn't really want to hear like there there would have been a way for this person to reach out to me and say hey i never really it's okay to admit that you never took it seriously and that's fine because you're white. Well, it's not fine, honestly. But I understand that there are some like things. We you, know what it is. Yeah, at this we, point. we know what it is. We we can not empathize, but we, we have can, an understanding. We can ha- we have an understanding that yeah. you don't get what people of color go through because it doesn't affect you in the way that it affects us. Mm. But with this person, for him to say, I never really had to pay attention until I saw George Floyd practically die on tv yeah be murdered and i'm just like you know you shouldn't have to take all that but okay he's like you sir have a mixed nephew and for you to really just think like oh this doesn't affect me well you know black people you have my phone number you dumb fucker so you really can't reconcile that I'm not going to put myself in that situation, but what if I'm in that situation one day where a police officer feels like, oh, you stole that car or this is, let's be real here. We don't put ourselves in these situations. We really don't. We get put in these situations. Like I, I still freak out when I see a police officer behind me. And there was one instance where uh, an officer followed me to my home Mm. and, and a lot of people won't understand how, heart-wrenching that is because Absolutely you're like petrified. am i about to die on the way home yeah because it's I, not even just a, oh i might get a ticket or whatever or even possibly arrested we don't even get that right. luxury it's automatic i could get murdered right it j- just, just because he has made up in his mind that i've done something that qualifies him it's like you're a nigger you did something wrong and all i did was just get starbucks and you following me home like w- why are you doing you this because i didn't get you one like says it's not that serious like bro i can donate like ten dollars to your starbucks card if you need something if you're not gonna but, murder me right so to buy our lives at this point it's, it's just the whole thing about you know we have to really beyond 10 when it comes to police presence Mm -hmm. but or just people who even fit the description of a plain clothes officer right because there's a lot of you white men out there 
mm-hmm. that love to act like you are making a fucking citizen's arrest, aka George Zimmerman. He's mm-hmm. a white adjacent at this point. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started on it, that. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. So all in all, he could have kept that phone call to to just say that, oh, I never really thought about it seriously and because it doesn't affect me. Okay, that's real. But, you know, if you wanted to be an ally, you really didn't have to call me. And that's actually some of the key information that's out there. And I will say people laugh about social media and make jokes about it, but it can be a very great resource and tool mm-hmm. to get connected to where to find correct information. Like you still need to do your own research Don't because you always ask people. questions and then question it again when someone tells you something as fact. But I mean, even just the initial introduction is right. helpful. Right. And so I Buzzfeed love them on Snapchat. Yep, they are too. very great resource for mm-hmm. lots of information on a myriad of topics, whether mm-hmm. it's queer topics, people of color topics, fashion, whatever, health, all the things, right. right? And so they actually put out like the whole couple weeks after like the they media. had a resource on anti-racism and all that. Yeah, but also the one um about being an ally and yeah. how to one of the key things of being an ally or even becoming an ally is not to turn to your black and people of color friends. No. To Don't find do that. to educate yourself. Leave us alone. Right. Please. Like our good friend Dustin Ross says that we don't know personally, but hope to one day maybe meet. Um, just leave, leave us alone. Us alone. Just leave us alone. Leave black people alone. Just leave that us part. alone. Or as Anthony Anderson's character on Blackish sang so eloquently after all that came out, what a friend we have in Google. Amen. All your questions answered there. You have the power in uh, you have the power of Google. I'm a little tipsy. It's okay. You have the power of Google in your hand, in your palm it of your hand. Your fingertip. And just the same way when you beat your meat or tickle your clit and all that is at your fingertips. You almost made me hit this microphone. I know. I but, hate you. I mean sometimes you gotta you gotta meet people where they are. And True. some people are gonna be jacking off. Hopefully not while they're listening to us, but just in case, you may masturbate afterwards. Right. I don't know. You will fire off knuckle children in a minute, but you, I don't know how to be, a, I don't know how to be an anti-racist. I don't get it. I mean, the same place that you go to find the porn or whatever inspiration you look at to beat yourself off, you could definitely use the same tool. You will go to www.pornhub.com quicker than you will find you out how to be an anti-racist. Mm-hmm. Girl, Child. bye. So I just, I really didn't like that either like why what why would you ask me teacher mom, yes yes child did i ever share with you how one white girl that i met i met her at the same time as one of my best friends right mm-hmm. and she hit me up on instagram and was like hey so i just want to reach out and say like i hope everything is okay that you're doing okay during all of this and girl, please I just remember that there was an incident where we went and got our nails done together and the lady at the salon was like, oh, we only have one slot available to me or something or to you or something. And then she took me back and like, I knew it was wrong, but like, I didn't say anything. And wow. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what does that do for me? Like five years. I don't even remember that incident, honestly, because one 
very much used to discrimination right it's a, everywhere it's, it's it's a promised trouble to us right so. so we already know to just be like whatever i'm gonna go on about my business Take and my so, money elsewhere and i have ever since then honestly i don't even get my nails done anymore like that was one of my other let me try it again but it's just not it's not for me also as a very proud and out and happy card carrying lesbian i prefer Amen. to keep my nails short because you never know you when never you're gonna know. be knuckle deep in mm. some good old p- anyway i can't relate i mean hell you never know when you might be finger deep in you know a booty true, roll or true. balls you, or whatever you're right you're I mean, right, you right and i mean your nails are tastefully long like i was going back in the day when like and that's still a thing like getting long acrylic nails like like swv nails right <laughs> make them weak <laughs> it made my real nails weak for real and that's why i stopped yeah, doing that that's just, the, i mean some people it's it it makes them slightly fragile mine like they were paper it was it was trash and i'm just like i there's no point i don't right. wash my hands too much it's just a whole thing i just don't ever like paint my nails or anything Understood. i just keep them well trimmed and cleaned and stuff like that as you should as you should in the pandemic even before a pandemic you should always keep your hands you clean. Been you hear that your you hands, should wash your hands wash, wash your ass and your wash hands. your legs Oh, and when you wash your hair, don't say that my shampoo is washing my face. Uh, we'll come back to that. Uh, Anyways, but yeah, so she just went into this whole thing and she's like, and I just hope that I can raise my child to not be a part of the problem. And I'm like, girl. I am rolling my eyes right now. Girl. Y'all can't see it. <laughs> of all the things to be convicted for, it's you that. went on an incident about me not being able to get my nails done. I'm sorry. I'm not white. I have never had that whole, oh you didn't cater to me i am just so offended and blah like we don't do that we don't have that luxury so girl i have already forgotten about that incident i was like thanks for reaching out but you could have kept that so you that you just reminded me of an incident where a, a white friend of mine contacted me to see if she flexed her white privilege yeah take I, a sip gotta keep a take a sip and and just just to put this out there if you have to call and ask you did you absolutely you did. absolutely did because if even if you don't want to call and ask or right. even if you never thought to just know if you're white you've already benefited from white privilege exactly several times exactly. and you have flexed that. so this 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 particular individual called me and said hey i just wanted your opinion on this and i'm like okay what's up and they said how I, I don't know if they were at a grocery store or a little convenience store, mm. but uh, there was a line. Okay. And this was pre-pandemic, so, you know, everybody was wilding out. Yep. And um, it might have been one of those lines where you had two people at the register, but one line. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to decipher who I'm was like there Walmart, first. Yeah. You got 30 billion lanes, but only two of them are open, which you know most of them are being converted there is one store that's already converted completely with self-checkouts i want to find this store and i want to go to that only because i would rather not deal with anyone at the checkout you can have people walking down the aisles to help you find something right right to be honest i'd rather be able to scan the qr code and have like a map of where i need to go exactly exactly yo no yeah do we need to create something like that well walmart already has something like that because once you you know, Walmart kind of has a GPS type thing where it knows you're at the store and will pull up, it will give you an option to pull up the map of the store. So it'll, like, if you look for something on the app, it will tell you it's on aisle three (gasps) and you can go there. Fuck, I wish I had thought of that. It's 
it's still very overwhelming to go to Walmart, oh, but absolutely. at least having that peace of mind that it will tell you exactly where it is. And y'all, if y'all you, have ever been to a super center, you oh my god, the struggle. When I went, when my this is a tangent, I know, but when mom and I went to the Walmart, the super Walmart, mm. as we used to say back in the day, right? Because we old super center, the super center, mm. hypermart. Ha. ha. Um, so when we went there, I was like, there's too many people here. I'm ready to go because I was getting a toothbrush when I thought I was traveling. <laughs> but went to get a toothbrush and I looked around and the floor was wet. And I'm like, this is this is so like trashy. I'm ready to go. But what were we talking about? Oh, shit. Oh, oh. the white privilege call. Yeah. So she was at some store and she said that the cashier told her to come up to be checked out but there was a black woman ahead of her but rather than say no she was here first she went on to the register to get checked out anyway girl bye and i said see i don't have to stop you right there because you know you're wrong if you knew if you knew consciously that this woman was ahead of you if you thought to ask me this yeah you were definitely knew you were yeah you 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 wrong because now you're feeling convicted because i have been in I've actually been in that same situation where I was ahead of a white person and rather than say you're that I'm next, that the white person behind me was next. And I'll say 75% of the time that person will stick up for me and say, no, he was here first. Same. So, and then there's that 25% where they'll just go ahead and just take advantage of it. And that's fine. It is. And I don't have any issues saying actually I was next. Oh, I will say that sometimes, but if I'm not in a rush, it doesn't yeah. bother me because yeah. I'm Whatever, very, I don't want to go to your line anyway. Huh? Yeah. I'm very much a person that I, I pick my battles oh, yeah. and oh, you yeah. know, if I, I'm in just that mood where, Oh, you're going to do that to me. Well, I'll just take my money elsewhere. I don't have to spend it here, right. especially since I don't live in the boonies anymore. So <laughs> it is, it just is what it is. But she called me and said, Hey, was I wrong for this? I said, yeah, because if you knew that it, even if she wasn't black, yeah, if you knew you were not technically in next. the queue, in the number you think, uh, nope that's not making sense hold on he, he, i'm sorry y'all he went very british for a moment on us but he's back now love i'm back okay right so now. if if you knew you weren't in the queue the next in line to be called right up. if you weren't next and whether this other person was black or white if you knew you weren't next you could have said something regardless said, of the cashier calling you for it they are not the all sovereign rulers of their cash sure of their cash register they're just as much of a grunt as you are huh, so if not more, right in some cases, so whatever. i just was like look you you were wrong and you could you could have sp- spoken up for this person and said no actually they were next so that they can get gone and get out of there but, but instead also to see evidence that oh we do have an ally right so th- i mean that that really is how you are an ally not just to black people but anybody who is not white because anyone who is being wrongfully right anyone marginalized or whatnot in any capacity because even if that had been a trailer trash white person because we'll go ahead and go out there and just yes we know mm-hmm. but even the poor like who said that martin luther king yeah yeah even the poorest white man oh no muhammad ali said that i think i think he might have said that or malcolm one of them one of our wonderful forefathers 
of the black community eloquently said even the poorest white man is treated better than the most you know well put yeah. together and educated successful black man yeah the, the most disrespected person in this country is the black woman yeah so so all of those things are to say like just always err on the side of humanity right and race shouldn't come into play but if you can also see evidence that in specific someone's race is being used to marginalize them right or their socioeconomic status which all of this shit is a social construct amen. right yep anywho amen created by western mm-hmm. white folks but whatever mm-hmm. um then Y'all yes absolutely everything. speak up and don't do it in a performative manner of like oh let me do this so i can get recognition and maybe go viral like just do it because like oh should. hey i'm gonna be nice let me record this real quick to prove that my to prove to my black followers that i'm an ally don't do that please don't because don't. we already see your bullshit we, we may not always right comment through. on it to you but we definitely peep it and we roll in our eyes and we're not fucking with you anymore and see heavily. and see I, I i commend those white folks who didn't really pay attention to what their black counterparts are going through i commend those who don't make noise and actually put their foot on the pavement to prove that they are allies. I, yeah. I give them much respect because they they saw it and they're like, a change needs to be made. And they said, fuck this shit. And, and they, and they, and do they it. just did it. They didn't talk about it. They, they were and they about it. it. And it's not to say that I don't appreciate any apologies that have come that are heartfelt. Or like vocalization. It, 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 yeah. Because I see it. I see it. And I'm okay with it. But, but I'm not going to sit here and thank you for doing what you should have been doing. Right. So, so that's I, what you're looking for. Let me stop you right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm not. If if you're coming to us for validation, <clears throat> I don't do that. I, yeah. I, the, only, the only way that I would stamp validation is if we're in California and you're at a parking garage. I was going to say, I'm not a valet service. So I, I don't. I'm not validating any, any ticket use in my right. way. So Unless you're in my establishment that I happen to have. Right. And you came to shop and you bought something and then right. you asked me to validate your parking. So if it's not a business transaction, I don't want it. That part. So I'm overall, I was just, I was just over that part of 2020 because mm. to be real, the whole COVID stuff. Yeah. That, that took a toll on a lot of us. And it still is. And it still is. It was just the whole, oh my God, I didn't think racism was that bad. And it's like, we even if it wasn't that bad, like it shouldn't even take us getting murdered, especially on camera, but getting murdered. It's like, we find it problematic. We have been getting murdered for a long time. But you know what really got me is that they didn't realize that it literally affects every single solid like every single corner and space and place in this country like people i'm like what did you think (laughs) was gonna happen when a country was literally founded by murdering off the people who Oh, who it was already on this. Yeah, land. under the guise of manifest destiny. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then and then enslaving another race of people to build this place. You didn't think that there would also then be systems of racism built into every area like redlining for mm-hmm. getting loans mm-hmm. and um, systemic racism with the school to prison pipeline yep. and how that we are at a greater disadvantage and disproportionate advantage of being either locked up or having 
minor crimes charged as major felonies or um i don't know being allowed to <laughs> just do anything right and you, you know to that, be in to live and survive in this land that we were dragged to and we yeah. didn't have to be here so you could send us back to africa and we'd be okay the interesting thing is because i know and i know i bring this up every once in a while but it's necessary sometimes. the like if a if a black man was caught with, let's say an ounce of weed, mm. immediately five to ten years, immediately minimum, but minimum sometimes are you, more. Are you familiar with the show American Greed? I know I talked to you about yes. American Greed. Yes. So some of these people profiled on the show would scam other unsuspecting people for millions of dollars, mm. and at worst they get three years in prison. I would worst, say y'all. I would say that if you're cheating people out of money which is needed to live, like you should be live. thrown up under the jail. Yeah. But weed ain't no thing because weed makes you hungry and sleepy and maybe horny if you're in the right Yeah. if you're in the right mindset, but or get the right strain. <laughs> right, right. So you mean to tell me that someone distributing weed, which calms you down or may- maybe hype you up, depending on the strain. Right, but in a, in a non-problematic way, though. Yeah, Let's yeah, it's non, not. Non- I ain't never heard anybody go on a rampage because they smoke weed. Literally. Now, if they smoke weed that was laced with something. Yeah, see, I with can't. With an anti mm-hmm. or with the psychotropic. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. what it's meant. It, an actual true mind altering right, substance. Like right. a chemical one. Weed isn't herb. It's yeah, herb. Weed does not really it's do it's anything because it, it's actually grown from the ground. So it's just, mm. just find it amazing that if anyone with dark skin were to be caught with possession of weed, their life is practically over. Oh, but yeah, if, you scam, if you scam people from charge. money under the guise of, oh, I have this hedge fund that if you invest in it, I can triple your money in three weeks. Which, and then you take all their money, all their savings, yeah, all their chance yeah. at a future yeah pretty much most of the storylines on american greed has to do with they file the name of this company and they go around to people that they know have money and say hey if you invest in what i got going on then Mm. i can i can you know double or triple your Mm. return Mm. and they're really using that as a means to fund their own livelihood and then when they finally get caught years down the line Mm. then oh the fbi is involved and okay if you can't pay this money back then you're gonna have to serve maybe 18 months in jail so you mean tell me stealing money gets you 18 months but having an ounce of weed gets you five to ten years make it make sense and then another example is and i'm going to try really hard not to name names but two different people did the same crime but get different time Mm for probation so mm. person a drunk drive they mm. they they actually had Drug a drink and the they had they were driving under the influence right gets arrested maybe goes to jail for a night and gets bailed out by rich mommy and daddy mm. and go to the go to court and they get a year of probation cool right mm. so then this person's significant other's brother, that kind of rhymed, <laughs> did the same crime. Mm. And he is not, he's white adjacent, but he's of brown skin. Mm. 
So mm-hmm. he cannot pass as white. Mm-hmm. Gets three years of probation doing the same crime. Mm-hmm. What? So I don't really want to hear anybody say, oh, there's no problem with racism in this country. There, there still is a problem. You're just not paying attention. Because it doesn't affect you. Exactly. So I'm, I'm just over the whole thing about oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't know this existed and what can i do to make it better well first of all not call me how about that yeah just keep that shit to yourself just you know best log on a form somewhere the the best the best way to be an ally to somebody who is not like you is to do the research because even book of the month club had a whole thing about you know they have books on how to be anti-racist oh so many and i mean you don't have to even some of the subscribe. famous people they follow on social media post about the books that they're reading right right i know how i learned about that that book i'm why i'm no longer talking to white people about race have uh from homegirl that played as um shit Mm-mm-mm. brie larson oh yeah i like brie larson that's Larson. Captain Marvel, right? Yeah, huh? Yeah. I was almost like Captain America. I was like, no, that was a dude. No, <laughs> that that's my husband, Chris Evans. Hey, mm-hmm, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're ever single, you know, you can just mm-hmm. hit me up and, you know. He is very single. I will, to mingle. I will very much so be presenting when you come to the door. <laughs> so it, it, it just <gasps> is crazy to me. What, what I happened? I did not finish telling you my story about the Saturday parties. Oh. Because the second one, oh, it's juicier oh, than see, the first. This, this, this is something y'all have to get used to because, We will you go know, down rabbit holes and then get lost in those rabbit yeah, holes. Yeah, please, please tell me about this second birthday party. So the second birthday was at another Caucasian's house. And oh, fabulous. the dad of the child's cousins were there whatever oh this is gonna sound now, like some shit the dad and his wife who i'm friends with the wife first um you know they have done they and are still doing the work to become unproblematic white people and to educate themselves good for them actively and they speak up and speak out not just for my benefit it, it appears anyways good so dad's cousins are there and child i don't remember like we just were talking about all kinds of things and so <laughs> one of the cousins first she was First, the cousin was like, I'm ace. And I'm like, what's ace? Because we were talking about like being queer and stuff. She's like, I'm ace. I'm like, what's ace? And she's looking at me like, you don't know what ace is? She's like, asexual. I was like, no one. And I mean, no one in the queer communities call that. What? First of all, let's be real here. I love all my brothers and sisters and non, you know, and NBs in our community. Yeah. But asexuals, y'all are still on thin fucking ice. Like what because you still haven't had your rights stolen the way that we have i'm just like no I mean, one's fighting your right now if you're a queer asexual i totally get yeah that. but no one's no one is fighting your right to not have sex because asexual if if i remember correctly because i for a moment i thought i was asexual is that you are not interested in the romantic aspect of relationships that's now. aromantic oh okay asexual just means you you have no sexual desires in your romantic relationships. Like you can right. have a romantic and healthy relationship with yeah. a partner regardless of gender. So that's where y'all definitely come into play in the queer community. Right. Um, Cause some of you can still be mentally and emotionally attracted to people of the same, sex. of the same gender yeah. or non-gender conforming or even transgender. Right. Right. However, you just, 
you don't have that certain thing that a lot of other people have and that's okay and that's yeah. you don't desire a sexual encounter of any kind ever like you don't desire any sexual relationships but and you that is okay. are okay with the romantic okay. one you're okay with saying we're partners we're you know spouses we're whatever yeah. and all those other things and so that's in to not go down that rabbit hole because we totally could mm-hmm. we could spend at least 30 more we minutes sure on that could. uh i just said then fucking us just because i'm like <laughs> it's like okay come on now y'all right like you already but for you to come up here and then just add your own fucking abbreviation to something that didn't need one and the one that doesn't make i was like ace i would have i was like like ace of spades ace of clubs, right because i'm like parts. are you talking like are you doing like the old 1970s <laughs> chips reference hey there ace like buddy we're not gonna go on that Mm-mm. i know Ooh, bitch i fucking hate that. being oh, called buddy oh that is a pet peeve of mine but we won't we won't go down that hole let me tell you yet. the story because ace over here <laughs> as i'm gonna call this person now because that actually is fitting i don't even remember the person's real name anyways goes into that and then i don't know i was talking about something about hair and weave or black people hair or something like that and she's like yeah so like whenever i was watching is she white oh absolutely Goodbye. these are all white people <laughs> i'm going to, i'm going Except to take a nap i'm going to take a nap good night okay well anyways as i was telling you our sweet audience <laughs> uh, so homegirl's like yeah and so like but here's the thing like her and her cousin i mean her and her sister because her and her sister were there and they're cousins of the dad of the child's birth whose birthday party i was at uh-huh. so her and her sister started talking about all this stuff that they've researched about and have learned and are being exposed to when it comes to black people and our hair and our experiences and i'm looking at them like have you ever talked to an actual black person about it or did you just you know honey you are talking to an actual black person and so if you knew anything about us they were talking to me like i didn't know about my own race and my own gender and And race because i'm i identify my pronouns are she her um and i'm like that shit pisses me off. Like you don't know any better than a black person who's lived the experience and still lives it. Oh, yeah. and it gets better. They would acknowledge that they were out of turn for explaining it, and then they would go back and keep trying to explain again or explain something. And I'm looking at them like, and I just looked at them, and I just had this sickly sweet smile on my face, like, yeah, uh huh, right, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. So anyway, and they definitely picked up on my tone. They're like oh i'm so sorry i'm like no you meant to do that you're not sorry you're not better than a man who tries to explain things to a woman by mansplaining right you're no better exactly ma'am oh no oh no no that oh because ace over here um she's all apparently because i got the tea about her after the fact because we all went to dinner because again i'm friends with the parents of the child so right them and our other good friend who was there who i only ever see this friend at whatever event that they're all having because i know them through i know him through them and just whatever so like we all went to dinner at this italian restaurant up the street from their house and so um you know we're and on the way out there they're talking about ace and how she is problematic she's very condescending she thinks she's a know-it-all even if she's wrong and all this other stuff and i was like i know but i was like well, I am no longer, because I, I will admit there was a time in my life because that was more out of a need of survival. Right. So I thought right, it, because right. that was what was ingrained in us. That's why we say our generational traumas 
still originated with racism mm-hmm. and slavery. This is true. This is true. So there was a time where I would be too timid and too scared to try to speak out because I didn't want to, you know. You don't want to ruffle feathers yes. or rock the boat. Or I, rock the boat. Yeah, Thank I you. get it. I get it. So, but not now, honey. Now I ain't got nothing to lose at this point. So I'm gonna right. let you know. In, I'm In gonna be, no I'm gonna be nice about it a little bit, just a tad. But if I have to repeat myself, and you know, a bitch does not like repeating himself. So if I have to say it more than once, oh, it's gonna be a big problem. That second time, you know, my scissors are real sharp, and I'm gonna say what I have to say, and not fuck with you no damn more, no damn more. And they they be- definitely got it because after that, I just stopped talking to them. And it was crazy because the aunt, so the mother of the father of the child, was trying to. Like, you two should totally hang out. Just because at first, Ace and I, we were talking and we were getting along. And, you know, she seemed okay, like decent, uh-huh. like whatever. Um, She hadn't yet shown that side of herself so, yet. Not, not her trying to suggest that y'all should hang out because y'all identify as queer in some way. I not hope that's even not. that part. We hadn't even gotten to that part. Oh, it's okay. just because we happened to be familiar with some of the same stories. Right. And like when I brought up, oh, like whatever... I think we brought up like Beyonce and a couple other, and I was like, everybody knows Beyonce. Like, that's not impressive to me. Like, of all races, all backgrounds, classes, ages, yeah. whatever, everybody knows Some, about Beyonce. Yeah, all of y'all are aware of Beyonce in one way, shape, or way, form. Shape whether or y'all form. love and her. And the majority of you love her. Yeah. Not all, but majority yeah. of you, of all, ba- you know, from all the backgrounds. And like, so it's like, you cannot impress your black friends when you say, oh, I know Beyonce, I know her music. Oh, because, she, oh, Ace knew that my name, you know, Sade is after the singer Sade. Yeah. Singer slash band. Apparently that was her band's name, but people are like to focus on that. And I'm like, no, that was actually her name too. It was her middle name, but whatever. It was her name. Right. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay, good for you. Like I she I guess she just wanted me to be super impressed. And I'm like, Sade is not new to anyone. I was like, most of y'all probably didn't pay attention to who that singer was when you heard her music, but a lot of people right. know Sade, especially people who are young. Oh, because this girl's like thirty six. Mm, and she's still a fool, huh? Oh, a whole, a whole fool. But not whole food, but whole food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, girl, bye. <laughs> so yeah, just listen. It's cool that y'all educate yourselves and you want to learn things. But please, for the love of everything that's good and right and needs to be done in the world, do not fix your mouth and your mind to say, to come to a person who lives that experience, who is that cultural background or right, race or right. whatever, because these constructs aren't going to go anywhere anytime soon. Mm, so, unfortunately. So we might as well just go ahead and say, it. if anyone identifies in that racial construct, that socioeconomic construct, that okay. cultural construct. Sexual construct. Yeah. Sexual construct, all of those things. Identity construct, do not turn to them it's okay for you to share, depending on the topic of conversation that's already at hand, mm-hmm. what you've learned, but don't turn to them and then try to quote unquote educate them like they don't live that. You're wrong because what I read on the internet, like hold up now, that's like, th- that just reminds me of that. And I won't get into it, but what you're talking about just reminds me of that party I went to where the straight cisgendered white woman <sighs> oh, was trying to say how uh, gay relationships are determined when it comes to tops and bottoms yeah like no ma'am we're not getting into that right now so you go ahead not ever yeah you go ahead and finish that and if i want to talk about it i will but no that that was it i was just like 
but don't come to us and then be like, well, you know, and you, yes, I actually do know because I am that person and that person is me. Like, it's just like when this one bitch caught herself trying to cut me off when I was coming out of a quick trip and there was a light right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you told me about that. Yes, yeah. this was during February. So y'all know that's Black History Month, even though I celebrate Black History every day all day, every day of the year, every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, her. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm rooting for everybody black. Thank you, Issa Rae. Amen. Um, I cussed her out because she tried to, because she ran her stop sign when I had the right of way. And she's like, it's Black History Month. I said, bitch, I am black history and you still in the wrong, you dumb hoe. Was she black? No, she wasn't. She was, she was something. She didn't look all the way white, but I'm just like, wasn't all the way white and wasn't all the way right. Mm. That part, y'all never really are, but let's <laughs> get into that. Cause y'all swear white is right, but it's not. Um, so I was like, bitch, I am black history. And I'm still cussing your dumb ass out. The fuck? Mm-hmm. But y'all, y'all better know if y'all decide to open that can of worms or you want to open that door, don't be surprised when one of us walk through that house. That part. Pars. That part. So Let's Back to take, our topic. That could segue into our topic of the night. Well, uh, before we get into our topic, because oh, yeah. we have been recording for an hour. Um, oh, you right. Let's take a quick break because a nigga got to pee. Same. So we'll be right back. It's going to be a quick right back. So we'll be right back. Hey, okay. guys. Welcome We're back. back. We're pee free now. Woo. So no R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> stand you. <laughs> Okay, so a- after about an hour or so of recording and ranting about, you know... Justifiable things. Yeah, absolutely justifiable absolutely things. absolutely justified. Because people get on our nerves, especially during 2020. Mm. Uh, and beyond. Yeah, let's get to our main topic, which I bet most people will be like, oh, there's an actual topic? Yeah, there is, bitch. Yes, bitch. So shut up and okay. listen, okay? Um if you made it this long, thank you so much for yes, sticking it out for so all much. our rabbit holes. Yeah. But also, listen up, ho. Yeah, just listen. So <laughs> this this podcast is actually about, uh, well, this particular one is about so, so, yeah. toxic indoctrination. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Oh, get out of my head. <laughs> Y'all, we do that often. You will see that probably throughout oh, yeah. the duration of our recordings. Oh, yeah. So toxic indoctrination. So that could be a myriad of things um so but to make this easy yeah we'll go ahead and narrow it down specifically because we have relatable experiences mm-hmm, mm-hmm. within our community yeah and we mean the black community so toxic indoctrination could be anywhere from you don't oh there's no such thing as mental health that's just something the white people concocted or you know, when somebody in your family does wrong by you, no matter what, you should stick by them because they're your family or, you know, the, the or you can't cut people off because they're your family. Right. Or you are destined to procreate because that's that's what older people did to survive. So you have to do the same thing. Girl, bye. I don't All like kids. That. I don't want none. All the I, there are no. literally three children that you like. Three, yeah, three, three. One's an infant. One's a toddler. 
and, and one is my I, I I refer to him as my nephew. Right. So yeah, the, there are literally three children that I like. So the idea that I am obligated to have kids, you can miss me with that. So you want me out here looking at these motherfuckers crazy? Right. I you want me to spend my money on them little bastards? No. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm good. Y'all can have So them. you want me to create another cycle of generational trauma and loathing and mm-hmm. because I'm going to resent that child right. for ruining my life. <laughs> because whether whether people know it or not, kids pick up on whether or not they're wanted. Oh, they absolutely. might not have the ability to articulate it but yeah, kids they don't always have the language yet. yeah kids be knowing learned. kids mm-hmm. be knowing they that because we knew yeah we didn't always know what to call it mm-hmm. but we knew and then that feeds into the trauma that they have as adults because they knew they weren't wanted but Bingo. when they grow up and finally put words to it they're like oh shit they didn't want me well why didn't you love me and then there was this whole thing about well i didn't know how to love you or whatever but you had the child anyway (laughs) but we need to we should probably narrow down which area of toxic indoctrination we should talk about because family because that goes along with our other topic oh god yeah you know family is one thing i'd love to talk about because let, let me clarify and say there's family that you're born into, but I call them relatives. Yeah, we should be more specific. Because you're related to people. We should be specific and say we're talking about the doctrination in or indoctrination when it comes to relatives. Yes. Not family because... You choose your family. Yeah, you choose your family. You just Brother. can't help. Hello, sister. So you can absolutely choose your family, especially... You know, being of the LGBTQIA mafia, mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, we really have no choice but to choose our family because a lot of our relatives don't want anything to do with us because we choose to live our truth while they choose to do their whole shit. Mm. But yeah, we can't help who we're related to. Mm-hmm. So the idea that it's funny, we can't cut off relatives, but they can cut us off when we don't do what they want us to do or live the life they want us to do so um but yeah we'll we'll dive into that probably not briefly but yeah yeah you'll you'll probably get the gist of what we're talking about and if you don't agree with us that's fine you still kiss our ass but um it is what it is yeah so do you want to start or do you want me to start i don't even know where to begin with this but i do uh, you go for it, cause okay. I feel like I have the takeover spirit. So you just you go don't ahead. have the takeover you spirit. Go ahead. I, and the reason why you don't have the takeover spirit is because, hello, people, this is a learning moment, teachable moment. Amen. And amen again. He keeps himself in check. When you mm-hmm. hold yourself accountable, you are constantly vigilant to make sure mm-hmm. that you are not perpetuating the same type of behavior you don't like to suffer from amen at the hands of others okay hello somebody hello somebody hey man and hey man amen and goodbye (laughs) all right so let's get into it i can say and listen your girl is therapied up same does self-work self-healing y'all mental health issues are a real thing and therapy is a great tool and resource big though it is not the only it is one of the most helpful because it will help give you the language, the tools, the resources, and the know-how mm-hmm. to be able to help self-regulate mm-hmm. your emotions, work through a crisis, 
set boundaries in a way that works for you because when you take care of you first then you can be present for those in your life that Amen. you choose to have in that your life all right enough of that also openpathcollective.org is a wonderful resource if you are in the market of a therapist mm-hmm. on it also on a sliding pay scale based yep. on income insurance access or not and the like you can find one that is very much apprised of the queer community social women men people of color indigenous all backgrounds yeah all backgrounds yeah so anyways back to my story so your girl has cut off a good number of her family's members (laughs) very and i keep them sharpened you know how the bible says and i'm listen i don't mind quoting the bible in the right context anyway but right. you know your girl is not over here trying to sway you to a religion or nothing because i'm not a religious person yeah, but biblically you're not supposed to use the bible to manipulate other people's to your will let's just hella. put that but i will say that i can identify with the scripture that says iron sharpens iron so amen hello hello so I have cut off my sister, who is a toxic, toxic person. Mm. I would not choose this person. I would not choose her to be a friend of mine if I was not related to her. Like, I would choose to have no interaction with her. Like, if I had heard a story about her but not know knew who she was, I would be like, I never want to meet that person. That is a toxic, ridiculous, sadistic person. Yeah, yeah. It's also gross. Let's be real here. Just hygiene's trash, but whatever. <sighs> anyways i would not choose to interact with her outside of the fact that we're related um and so i have chosen to go ahead and do just that i literally do not think of her i don't talk to her communicate with her the only times i physically see her is if we're at a shared family function that she happens to be invited to as well um you know if she speaks to me i mean oh i really want to be that person to just pretend like she doesn't exist but and you if you want to you can i could absolutely do that but that's just not who i am just really see through her like patch adams i mean you can't really see through her but i, oh, I bet metaphorically you could yes, if you wanted yes. to now i mean and honestly after i may speak or what have you then i will go to right back to ignoring her but i of course interact with the kids because the kids have nothing to do with me not right. liking their mother who's a trash person right these kids know their mama trash so i don't have to say anything anyway <laughs> they don't like her either anyways Ooh, child. so i've cut her off because let's y'all can we just get into the fact that it is never okay to out someone regardless of whatever y'all have going on if y'all have you know um what's the word words mean things crystal in my crystal west voice basically if y'all have differences of opinions or y'all are at odds with or, each yeah other, you have disagreements thank and stuff, you you should yeah. not resort to something so low as outing. outing someone because let's be real here it's still a very dangerous thing for a lot of us mm-hmm. in a lot of ways like as far as progressive as we have become we still have a, a lot society, of work oh we have so much work yeah so much work on that front so she outed me to my mom because she wanted to be petty in the moment and then said she hopes i get aids and die mm-hmm. i'm sorry i don't care what you say when you say things in the heat of the moment i feel like angry just as well as drunk mouth speaks sober that, thoughts that, and intentions that's that she intentionally said that because she meant and that she meant it so. she said that with her whole chest and part of one of her stomachs but anyways stop calling her she, she like has she's, three like she's a cow or something i mean moo udders that have the you know the yeah i'm just anyway and again i'm not 
fat shaming. It's just when you're that toxic and then you don't take care of your health. She's an unhealthy person. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. So, anywho, I had to cut her off. Then my birth mother, because she's not my mother, the woman who gave birth to me, mm-hmm. because I have my own family, your mom, mm-hmm. my other adopt, I have two sets of adopted parents. Well, I don't know if I want to cut. <laughs> definitely that is somewhat debatable Mom but you, you have Mom you have other people that are better at nurturing you yes. than the one that donated her egg absolutely like your vessel basically yeah. and the sperm donor because yeah. remember he was in my life for a very brief time once i realized that he was the actual sperm do- y'all there's a lot of generational stuff and i'm not going to get into all that all i'm <laughs> saying is is my mom choosing to not see me and create an environment of safety for me to live my authentic self yeah is definitely one of the key contributors of me deciding to go ahead and cut off those ties with her and like just not wanting to deal with her and once i started once i started separating myself from her and giving my spell myself the space to really think things through process things in my own time and do the self-growth work, right? Mm-hmm. The growth mindset and healing work. Um, then I was able to really identify that, you know what? She's just as broken and scarred as any other person yeah. that I may not know. Because, and then honestly, like us talking about this indoctrination does not mean that we don't, outside of our own interpersonal, you know, connections and situations um and experiences with these people we still see that they are very much hurt and broken people yeah, right we know that they're human yeah yeah and that's fine we can see that on a very humanistic empathetic level but yeah. that don't mean we have to take their shit just because we also related to it because that's all. what the indoctrination comes from mm-hmm. and so you know she decides to give me a book on my birthday no less at three years after Ooh, i was outed child. saying um basically that it i shouldn't be gay and like that it's an evil spirit and blah 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 because of the religious indoctrination part right because that's an, a type of indoctrination as well mm-hmm. uh, but i also had to realize and i'm starting to realize even more and i'm not making excuses but i have to see her where she is like she's she's hiding she's using religion and hiding behind that as her defense mechanism and she wears that like an armor so that she can feel comfortable enough in the world is she absolutely problem problematic with it oh yeah yeah without a shadow of a doubt it's cognitive dissonance right there yeah it's finest mm-hmm. and so she uses that as an opportunity to wield power whether it's to make people think that she's this amazing person who just loves everybody with the love of Christ, even though she does the exact opposite of what homeboy told her to do. Ha ha. Um, but then, but then she like also uses it as a weapon to, you know, marginalize people as well. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, especially queer people. And so, all because she has made up in her mind that she's justified in that and so whatever you could do that and i'm not gonna it's not my job to persuade you or try to get you to see things my way but i am gonna establish a boundary you are gonna respect me and if not you gonna get cut off she's not willing to give me the space right now to live my authentic self so she's cut off yeah yeah I mean, I only just gave this woman my number this year because I've had this number yeah, for almost number three for years. Years, yeah, three years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just 
I don't understand the whole thing about that because like when you told me about that book it it pissed me off because you know my mother and she's nothing but supportive of me and like all she wants me to be is happy and and live in my truth so to hear like oh this is what you're going through. Let me give you a book to see if you can come out of it. Like, no, that is the opposite of what you should do to your child. So that just is amazing to me. And then I'm sure there are people that have told you, oh, well, you should just forgive your mother and then mm. have a relationship mm-hmm. with her. No, you don't have to do that. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'm sorry. But and honestly, I forgiveness does not equate to reconnection. you coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You coming back into my life. Yeah. I have forgiven that situation because I understand absolutely she's coming out of ignorance, but that doesn't mean I have to accept right. that she still only sees me as someone who is suffering from an evil spirit or whatever yeah and it, it's funny Cock-a-mamy. how you're if, if people like to say oh homosexuals have demons in them but you don't go after the murderers the rapists the child molesters the politicians you don't are, oftentimes all of those yeah you don't <laughs> you are more worried about two people <laughs> of the same sex sharing the same bed with each other but in a life yeah but you you look at that as a threat to you but you're not going after those who are actually harming people and putting people in these predicament predicaments where it like it's actually dangerous Mm -hmm. but we got demons cool okay so me and my demons gonna stay over here and mind our motherfucking business as we always have been right while you go out there and wreck shop and you know, another thing when it comes to family is that whole, um, what is it? Because, of course, I have a repository to pull from because I have, well, yeah, me personally with this whole thing with my um, newly found s- surprise, surprise, your dad's side of the family exists. So, Oh, and your dad is actually. Yeah. So here's the thing about my situation because i'm not about to have that unique syndrome because it's i'm sure other people have gone through something similar but i mean we can still have our own unique to us experience yeah so i have gone basically all of my life not knowing my dad and well i know what he looked like but he he was never in my life because my mom told him he had to go because he would he wasn't shit and still ain't. Mm, if only I had something to sip, but um, so I it was long before I was born where they had divorced, and when I was twelve, I was told. Well, my mom and I were told that my dad had died in mm. a head-on collision in Houston, right? Mm-hmm. So. Of course, my mom was sad about it because, you know, she knew him and, you know, they shared some time together and hell, because of him, I'm here. Yeah. So understandably, she was saddened by it. But, you know, I was 12. I didn't really have emotion about it because I never knew him. So yeah. it was like, oh, well, that's sad. And I hope his family can move on past this. But as far as showing emotion, I I can't because I don't know him. Can't miss something you and someone you never had or knew. Right. So my mom understood it, but 
her girlfriend at the time wanted me to show emotion, but that's something that we should talk about offsite because she mm. was not a nice person. Mm. But anyway, so fast forward 20 whole years later, yeah. 32, pull it into my house yep, and get this mysterious text message asking me about my business. And then come to find out it was my half sister and she just casually mentioned how 10 years ago her dad told her about me. And I'm like, that how? that can't be possible. Did he tell you from the grave? Because he's been, to my knowledge, he's been dead for the last 20. And she goes, no, uh, he's alive and well. And we have been living in this city for the past 30 years, which was an hour away from where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? So, of course, that temporarily put my life upside down, right? Absolutely disrupted everything that you thought you knew. Yeah, so I'm like, wow. And even my mom was floored (coughs) because she she too thought he'd been dead. And then she even told me, there's no way he's alive because he's he's not. And, you know, three months after that whole revelation, I, I met the sister of course, I'm at the half sister. Of course, we still keep in contact. But to actually see my dad for the first time living, it was like seeing a ghost. But the one thing about this situation is that they like to say, oh, we're family. You can't go anywhere. And that's not something I've ever subscribed to because the family that I grew up with, I don't talk to most of them. The only people that I really talk to is my mom my one of my uncles and most most of my cousins yeah and that's it like the other uncles i don't talk to i don't intentional intentionally i don't talk to them my grandmother with the exception of of her birthday and many and some maybe some of the holidays Mm. i don't really talk to her because of where she is mentally right i make the choice not to talk to them because my mental health comes first. Right. And I've always and toxic people. <laughs> yeah. I've always known that, but it was just solidified with going to therapy for, right. for about two or three years. Yeah. But the whole idea of you have to talk to family, it's, I'm not saying it's beneath me. It's asinine, but it, it just, unrealistic. it's very weird to me because why is there an expectation on me to have a relationship with you guys when your patriarch has not put in the effort to search for me? Not that I wanted to be found because again, I thought the man was dead. So I didn't really care in your life. Just fine. living my black ass life. Just fine. Doing what I do. Hot girl shit. But, Ah. ah, But the the idea of okay, well we found you, you can't go anywhere. Well, uh, I can still move about the country on my Southwest tip, but and also let's just get something clear here, listeners and and the like. We don't have to do anything on this earth but be black and pay our taxes and die. die. Those are That's the it. three things. Now legally, we have to pay our taxes. Can we evade that? Of, of course. Like we all, there's always a choice, but. No, please, the rich evade their taxes all the time. <laughs> well, we're not going to get into that. We but I'm just saying, but we definitely only have to be black because we can't change that. We can. And despite some of our efforts, some mm. of us. Some of, yeah. The coon chips. Hey, Sammy Sosa. So, um, anyway, 
the the just the idea of oh we're family we found you even though i was never lost i mean i'm a whole ass adult with a house where am i going but and i've lived in the vicinity enough right to you that you could have tracked me down long yeah. before now and the uh, the whole idea was of of just um leaving it up to your children to find your not long lost, lost son. child, but long lost to them. Yeah. To the siblings. Because he knew you of your existence. Oh, yeah. He he has my baby photo mm-hmm. from mom sending it to him. But it was just very strange. And I still find it strange how it just seems like they put the responsibility on me to forge this relationship. When you didn't seek them out. To I did not send for them at all but they still came for you yeah exactly so i have to give it to my give it up to my half sister because she at least has the empathy to understand okay this is a lot even if this happened three years ago at this point yeah it still is a lot to process because i still have to remind myself that my dad is alive and well but just the idea that I have to talk to him, I really don't. And truth be told, he doesn't have to talk to me. I haven't heard his voice in 32 years. So we could keep it like that. And I promise you I will right. be okay. And it, it's just the whole, you have to talk to family. You have to talk to us. You have to associate with us. I really don't. Because. Yeah. And honestly, it's like that indoctrination too of what the modern family is supposed to look like that a child needs to have that connection and that relationship with its with their parents Mm -hmm. with their birth mother birth father whomever and i'm like absolutely we not we do not no there is clear evidence of that look at people who adopt children all the time or foster children or even surrogates like that's a type of family because i've seen people who have been surrogates especially if they're surrogates for someone that they kind of know well enough right and they get to still keep in touch with that child even though they have no legal rights to that child but like they have decided to build that as a family and let that child know hey there's here's another attachment figure because yeah. we learn about attachment types mm-hmm. poly secure shout out to jessica fern yeah i think that's her name yeah. Jessica, yeah, 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 yeah jessica fern um of for who wrote poly secure but you know when you learn the different attachment types it, you can also see that there's clear evidence that anyone can be actually considered an attachment figure it's like Mm -hmm. who brings you a sense of peace and security in your life someone that you feel you can turn to in a moment of crisis for solace right um for encouragement for safety whatever whatever that may look like for you that could be any number of people and they don't necessarily have to have any blood ties to you blood relations to you so to say that like oh well you should want to get to know him because now you know your father is alive well it's like i've been living my life like it's golden in my joe scott voice okay very well without ever having an actual father you've had father-like figures in your life enough yeah especially the one uncle that you do can you know i i've had six i've had six different examples of what a man can be right and whether it's good or bad right yeah (laughs) and i did i did tell my uncle this the one that i actually do fuck with right and i said yeah i've had six of y'all to show me different areas of manhood it wasn't all good it wasn't all bad but i was able to take from those examples and be my own man right so and that's 
for those people who also want to identify right as such right so just the whole idea because i'm sure you can imagine the people that if i did share this with them they would say oh my god you have a second chance being with your dad and i would respond by saying i didn't even have a first chance right like i i can't see it that way yeah y'all don't under like and i mean and just unfortunately we live still among people who feel like if it doesn't directly affect them and they don't directly relate to it yeah then they can't be empathetic and understanding like they can't have some type of like oh okay i kind of i can kind of see where you're coming from Mm -hmm. all they can do is project from how they themselves think they would react because no one really knows until they're actually in that situation it's real easy to comment on something that you've never lived or experienced and it was just weird because I, I didn't tell a lot of people about this because it's not everybody's business, but you're not obligated to. Right. So like you're the only one of the few people or you're one of the handful of people when I did talk to you about this, because I remember, I, I believe I hit you up the day after it happened. Yeah, we met up at the coffee shop. Yeah. And I oh, said being able to do that. Right. Especially that particular one. Yeah. Because it closed it down. Or yeah. Yeah. But I remember saying, hey, can we meet up? And you actually asked pertinent questions like, how do you feel about this? What do you want to do? Do you want to pursue a relationship with him now that you know that he's alive? And I believe I said, I don't know what to do. (laughs) And also, I believe I said, then that's okay. You don't have to know. Like You actually came from a place of empathy when this came up instead of the other people that have said, you should have a relationship with him. That's your dad. And then one person oh, said, um, you can't choose your family. And that I, of course, I corrected her because she, she was white. But uh, they are a lot of y'all. Bless y'all hearts. And I mean that in the Southern way. I mean, this y'all is, really swear. Y'all this is the choice. same person that told me that his that her ex, her husband's ex-wives are also her ex-wives because she has to deal with them. And Mm -mm. I'm like, you don't have to deal with the, the, they ain't got nothing to do with you, but you don't understand. Did the husband have kids with these women? Yeah. Uh, You know who are you? Cause I think he had like 10 or so kids. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. Let's see. I am not a fool in that way. Cause if, if, if my partner's exes came at me funny, they gonna end up missing. Period. Right, because I ain't got nothing to do with this. That's between you and him. And if y'all and the only can't thing that's between out, you and him are your children. Right. That's it. If y'all can't seem to sort it out like adults, leave me out of it. Okay. Or I will leave both of y'all alone. Okay. Period. Period. But I mean, that's not on for that. Just know you don't have to take people's baggage on if it's detrimental you sure to your well being. You show. You sure don't. And and that's the other aspect of family is that and indoctrination, yeah, making you feel like the whole idea of allowing people to threaten your peace anyway because <laughs> they're related to you. I've never understood that at all, and never will because let's be let's be frank here. Um, there is no hell, even if there was, like many other things that need to be questioned. Yeah, and disputed and refuted (laughs) there is nothing written down that says my trouble your troubles automatically equate to mine and again to quote the bible again just because it's fun and i like to do that because it's relatable Mm -hmm. you could take this or leave it if i knew you know 
Confucius says or whatever. Like, if I knew all that stuff, then I would absolutely quote them as well. But I don't. And that's okay. The Quran may have a version of this too. I'm not sure. But basically, the sins of the child, of the mother and the father, are not supposed to fall on the child. So even if they can get that right in religious and spiritual aspects, why can't we get that <laughs> right right because i and, and and honestly i'm speaking to those who like to quote religion um for why they enforce something or create something especially in a familial or right. relative setting yeah like I, I i've heard you know this wasn't said to me but i heard you know the bible says you need to eat meat like no stop, stop it really it. don't just stop it it don't you shut your mouth the bible literally says that if someone, if your neighbor or brother chooses to not eat meat and only vegetables, then you are not, as a meat eater, supposed to then try to persuade them and convince them to eat meat again. And vice versa, they should not do the same to you. Yeah. Let, basically, the Bible say, mind your damn business. That's pretty much the, like there are That's so, how I know niggas wrote this. That, right. There's so <laughs> many instances business. of the Bible that tells you to mind your business that yeah. it, it, it's People not like even, to gloss over that. It, it's not even funny it's so really not. It, it just amazes me how during that whole time of trying to navigate this whole dad's out of the family thing that mm-hmm. more often than not people would say like you're obligated to have a relationship with him and his family Jeez. and you know you, you you don't tell me that i'm obligated to do anything now what we can say and you know we say this but we mean this in sincerity too we are tauruses we are stubborn as fuck do not tell us the minute you tell us and a lot of people of other signs i'm sure like this and just people in general whether you subscribe to you know astrology or not but in zodiac signs but you tell me to do something especially for a taurus i can say about 96 96 to 98 percent of us if you try to tell us what we have to do, we're going to totally not do it at all. Right. It's one thing if you tell us we need to do something and the facts line up. Right. And you're saying oh, yeah. more so like, hey, like, this is you coming. probably going to want to do this because this is yeah. why. It's coming from a place of concern and right. love and all that. Then, yeah, I'll just go ahead and do it. But if you call me and tell me, oh, you need to do this, I will look at that phone and probably hang up on you because I don't need. You to better do, hope we don't block yeah. you at the network. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to do a motherfucking thing. But pay, but be black, right? And die one day. That part. So the whole idea of oh, you need to have a you need to have a relationship with him and his family. No, I don't. Why what? do I need to do the work? Right, because if the, it, even you know again, this is not because we know your sister, your half sister, when she found out, she was too young to do anything about it, and the internet wasn't a thing apparently because you know they couldn't find me because the internet wasn't a thing but go ahead she might not have been allowed on the internet like that because you know when you're a teenager your parents are strict at whatever i uh, listen i'm willing to give her grace because at the right. end of the day he it's knew about fault. you even prior to the 10 years ago that she, you know he told you told yeah. her about you yeah well it's 13 at this point but i'm just saying if he really wanted to have a relationship with you and mend the fence or bridge the gap he would have reached out a long time he ago. Have, he would yep. have done some research because didn't you, isn't that you that said your grandmother found? Yeah. My grandmother, this was like during the forties and fifties. Before any type long, of internet. Long before there was any infrastructure when it came to networking and all that and stuff. finding information. She found her mother and sister in Chicago, I believe. Right. And it took her a few years to do it. But if she 
knew where they were or at least figured out right or where just they like were. remembered where they last were and then yeah. traced steps from there yeah because y'all can do that yeah if she could do that then what was stopping them from doing the same thing because when they actually had the internet right now this i was born in the 80s and okay. there was some form of record keeping okay and you know i, I believe well, I don't know. I don't want to get dip into that, but there are some things that are of public knowledge that you can find at any government building. Yeah. I'm sure he could Even have. Even the library. Yeah. I'm sure he could have maybe petitioned to see me if he really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Through the city. I mean, through the state. Through the state. Yeah. The attorney general. Right. Because isn't that where when you ever, um, you put a parent on child support. Well, it's, you have to go through them. I am not aware of that life. That's okay, but I'm just saying, but, like, there are avenues. Yeah, I was just going to say there are avenues. That, like, if you wanted to see your child after a divorce, you would stop at nothing to see them. Or at least track them down yeah. to make effort to see them. But you stopped as far as the lot that I was last found or the lot that I was last at basically that you knew like last known like the last residence. known location yeah which it, it was literally an empty lot because <laughs> they repossessed the trailer that we lived in at the time mm-hmm. like they took the whole trailer because it wasn't paid on <sighs> we'll say that for another episode yeah though. but after after that because he was sent a letter saying hey he is here here he is and then that was it and then there was a picture in the envelope and that was it and then after that he was like okay, well, I have kids to raise. Well, I have a child to raise because at this point, I believe the eldest was already born because he's five months older than I am. Right. But it just seemed like the narrative was we were waiting for, well, they were waiting for me or they were waiting for my mother. And like, I I just, I don't understand all of that. And wouldn't that have meant that he cheated on your mama even before she put him out? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, she he's knew five what was months going on. on. Right. I mean, obviously now she doesn't care. <laughs> she almost sixty. She's too old to care. Okay. And I'm almost forty. I'm closer to forty. Yes. Right now. So yep. I it it really really doesn't bother me at this point. But what did bother me was this whole, it was almost like, okay, now that we found you, you're obligated to us. I'm like, to no. like maintain contact and no. connection. Like we don't hear from you. Okay. The phone works both ways. Like honestly, that can kind of tie into my sperm donor. Yeah. My birth sperm donors, you know, family. Oh, you, you know, we don't, we don't ever hear from you. Okay. Niggas. First of all, I didn't meet y'all until I was 16. Didn't know that this nigga could be my dad. And that's the thing. We were old. Yes. We had already we had established routines. Yeah. Yes. Ideologies, thought processes, whatever. Even though we have evolved even from beyond that now, because like we're always different versions of our former selves, but yeah. our initial, our initial self, like at a root is still pretty much the same. We're not about to try to sit up here and try to figure out how to fit you into our mm-hmm. life. That's that's not the first thing on my mind. My first thing on my mind is graduate at that time, graduating high school and trying to survive and pay bills and stuff. Yeah. And it's not even about money, but like that's what my focus was on at 16 going on 17. I need to get through high school because one day I'm going to have to have a job and be able to pay my own bills. Right. Because y'all niggas ain't offering to take care of me. Okay. Not that you're obligated to, but I'm just saying. Right. 
if somebody don't do it, I got to do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, and, and, to, and okay, so you were 16 when all that happened. Now imagine being in your 30s and this already happened. establishing your life and, and routine. Everything is already established. Like you're, and I understand not everybody can relate to this, but at this point, I'm paying a mortgage. I have my own bills. Yep. I have a car note. And a career. I have a whole ass career yeah. that I'm either attempting to or I am making moves in, which mm-hmm. is a it's not a big part of my life. It's but it is a lot of your newfound family that you've created yeah. for yourself actually you met it, it a has lot of come them. from my career Same that here. i have a lot of friends from mm-hmm. there. Hell, we met at a job together true this is very true <laughs> that ranky dank ass Ugh, job that ghetto. head ass ghetto Ugh. fucking job i hate anyway. call centers but anyway yeah same but it it would be one thing if this happened when we were like 11 or 12 when we didn't have to worry about that uh, worry about sustaining on our own yeah i'm a whole 32 at the time and the expectation of we're family and i have to find a place for you even my therapist co-signed on that process on what i was thinking because i told her that i can't make room for them right now Mm -hmm. because i'm my life is already packed at this point it's established i don't exactly know where they would fit in and she even was like man that could be a title of a book just Mm -hmm. where do they fit in or i i can't just accept everything that comes my way so and i wonder if it's similar to like when someone has to give up a child for adoption for whatever reason mm -hmm. and they do make it to where they could be tracked down or even if it's sealed and somehow they find out who it is and then that child comes in is like, well, I want to have a connection with you. I'm like, mm-hmm. but if I wanted that connection, I would have kept you. And that was the uh, that was the other thing. It's, that, this is no different to me. Yeah, that was the other thing because as I was growing up, I did ask about my dad, but there was no there was no effort on my part because even at that age i knew if somebody wanted to be in my life they would have been in it so i knew that as a kid now that's probably some elite level shit as a child to know that because that's not a concept children understand we have old souls that's why but exactly (laughs) the two of us especially yeah yeah we have very old souls because i knew okay well if my dad wanted to know who i am he would have been here but because he made his choice i'm making mine yeah and for him to you know basically being being known for dead that really eased up a lot of things in my life because i didn't have to worry about okay when i turn this age i want to look for him well you can't look i mean at that time up until three years ago you would have been like well i'm just only gonna find a grave and i don't have a need to you know so listen i'm not knocking graves graves can serve a really great purpose for people Mm -hmm. um who that's how they choose to grieve but for those of us who don't necessarily need that like i've lost people in my life i don't go back to the grave um to visit them i honor them and their memory by living my life and acknowledging the time that i had with them right so it just the idea of all of that was just like eh so yeah um but all that is to say at the end of the day only you can determine what feels right for you what you feel um 
is necessary in your connections um, yeah. with creating familiar, familial and interpersonal relationships. Um, if you choose to cut people off, it's more for you than it is for them. Right. Really. Just the same way with them trying to in, um, indoctrinate in right. you. The need to stay connected to them is for them. It's not for, it's all for show for them. So yeah. it's like, okay, well, we're, I guess we're just going to be at an impasse here because from the way I see it, I need this for my own well being mm-hmm. mm-hmm. because XYZ, okay, I don't care about trying to. <laughs> show or make you know put on a front for people whereas that's what you're trying to do so i don't know yeah we can't move forward here because <laughs> we're not seeing from the same side of the coin and mm-hmm. at the end of the day i can block you oh i can block you on your phone people you can do this at the network level you sure can. our resident tech expert you here sure can and i i stay do oh i don't feel like talking to this person so let me give you a 90-day cooling period <laughs> <laughs> and when you block them at the network level they get a message that says you can't be reached they don't know they're blocked yep the messages fail and you get a you get it basically a, you get looks like they don't have re- reception yeah so <laughs> It's just, okay, all of this to say when it comes to family, you don't have to talk to them hoes if you don't want to. Or when it comes to relatives, you don't have to talk to them hoes. And honestly, even people that you have considered to be family, because with Mojave Desert, right? At one point, I considered her and bad. Right. We were like, oh, I I can claim you kind of like we feel like sisters. But the minute you became toxic, problematic, and you put my physical and mental and financial well-being at risk, in my case, right? Yeah. I definitely had no qualms cutting you off. But at the end of the day, like like the, you know, prophetic rapper said, it ain't nothing to cut that bitch off. Right. You're right. Who said that? I don't know. I don't either, but that is, I mean, it sounds it sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Cause it just why am I going to be stressed out because you're in my life? That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Like that that's so K Camp. Don't know who they are. I don't know who that with, is either. With two chains. We know that nigga. Oh, but anyway. Yeah, we know him. Right. <laughs> but it's just the the most interesting thing that came up with this may have this may as well have been a therapy session. Mm-hmm. with my vocal coach mm-hmm. but she when i was talking about you know me hitting my voice and all of that and we discussed boundaries and stuff mm-hmm. i did say that it makes no sense for us to stab ourselves to make the other person happy when okay. they're not trying to fall on the knife that we're stabbing ourselves with that part so you want me to suffer so you can be in comfort so that you can, but you wouldn't do the same so that me. you can remain in my life you want me to continue to take on that harm yeah whether we're related or not it just doesn't make any sense part so with all that being said we're gonna leave you with just these encouraging words cut that bitch off i'm just cut it ain't nothing to cut that bitch off i mean if it comes down to your well-being mentally emotionally physically financially Mm -hmm. all of the things you have to choose yourself because if you don't no one else will it really is it starts with you it really is a matter of is it them or me and if you continue to choose them you're not going to be happy mm-hmm. at all because self-care is care of self yeah you and, have to take care of you first before you can even show up for other people and listen don't 
wait until you're in dire straits to then say, oh, mental health is real and I need to talk about it and to that's somebody. Kind of another topic too, trust me. Don't wait until then because you're going to be like these other people sitting here saying, oh, I wish I did the vaccine on your deathbed. Yeah. So, especially after you've already infected other people who are probably also either dead or dying. Right. Or they have relatives who now die because that's how that shit goes. Because you, because of, your, because of your foolishness. Yeah. But basically, I'm just going to come out and say, just choose yourself. And this yeah. whole, this whole narrative of, oh, being selfish is wrong. Mm, depends on how you do yeah, it. Yeah, it depends on how you do it because many people who are happy choose themselves because i know i will choose myself in a minute in a heartbeat like if, if god yeah. forbid which i don't ever see this happening but if you or i were to put each other in a situation where we would make the other like you feel uncomfortable like i would hope you would choose yourself i hope you would i would hope that you would you know talk your talk but walk the walk as well oh yeah if i ever get in a position and i'm sure you would too mm-hmm. where okay i don't really feel comfortable doing that i would say so and hey we actively try not to do that to each other like we're constantly checking in but for those people who are not like that like we're just giving an example yeah absolutely choose yourself whether it's a friend that you met outside of your family or your relatives or if your relatives put you in a situation there is no there they may say that you're wrong but there absolutely is nothing wrong with putting yourself and your needs first and that includes when you decided to not have children um Mm. and also realize that you don't have to be bound to anyone land like aka your girl here who has decided to go to school abroad right and someone tried to say oh you'll be all alone you won't have anyone to rely on Mm, not necessarily true also if i remember correctly we are in 2021 of the 21st century and I can be connected to all you hoes and <laughs> through social media, text messages, right. web apps, whatever. And if anything were to happen and God hopefully forbid. Uh, God forbid, you know, planes can travel back to the country you came from, right? That part. So if for whatever reason, my efforts and my attempts failed or they had to come to an end for whatever the case may be. I'm still going to be a citizen of this ghetto country. And though I don't want to have to come back, if I had to, I would. Right. And it's not, and I also would be able to come back to those people who have chosen to love and support me with open arms and be like, you can come stay here until you get back on your feet. Right. Or get out, back out this country or whatever the case is. So just don't limit yourself just because people have decided to place themselves on a box. That part. And be small minded. So choose yourself, ho. And just know, we love you. Yeah. But you need to love you first. You, yeah. If you can't love yourself, how can you love anybody else? Mm. As RuPaul says. Mm. So Hello. just don't subscribe to the BS about, you know, you have to do the traditional thing, like talk to your relatives. Or do. Like you still have yeah. that choice too, I mean, but just know you have a choice. But you, whichever you cho- choose you yeah. this day to choose yourself first. Right so don't don't subscribe to the bs if you don't have to that part so yeah so you have any um you have anything else on the on altar call (laughs) (laughs) no but we will reconvene saints on our next episode of on beat boop with a with a great topic yes have a great night yes have a fantastic night well Well, it's night for us well yeah (laughs) 
um, we'll be sure to stay. We'll actually come out with the topic that we wanted to talk about, but uh, uh, maybe. Who, we'll, we'll see what happens in that moment you know, but we some damn thank swirls. you for tuning in and subscribing to this episode of on beat boom, beat boom. <laughs> 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 <laughs>